everyone, and welcome to the I Don't Know Running podcast, where we share our experiences that make running fun and sometimes not so fun. I'm Lewis, and I'm a self-admitted lazy ultra runner. And I'm Mitch. I'm also a self-admitted ultra runner, but for different reasons. Not a lazy one today? Uh, I'm still lazy. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about races, races, distances, and what distance we like the most right now. That does change sometimes. Yeah. I mean, race, your favorite race can change. Your favorite distance can change. Uh, as you progress from a 5K to a 10K, you'll have a favorite 5K and a 10K, and then you do a half marathon, you find a favorite half, uh, and so on, marathon, ultras. And as you do more and more races, you'll have different halves or fulls that become, oh, yeah, this used to be my favorite, and now this one's my favorite for whatever reason. My favorite, I... Still, we'll talk about it later, but my favorite is still the same. Like it, it, uh, it's one that I do every year. So we'll talk about that one as we kind of progress through the distances. And we're just going to kind of progress. We're going to kind of follow the natural progression that most people take. Not everybody takes this approach as Mitch has already discussed. He kind of skipped a step and we'll talk about that. But, uh, yeah, this is kind of typical You'd get into the half marathon, you do a marathon, and if you want to go more, you go into a 50K, then maybe a 50 mile, a 100K, a 100 mile. I skipped the 100K. I, I jumped from a 50 mile to a 100 mile. So not, again, this isn't uh, how everybody does it, but this is just, we're just, we just wanted to share our experiences that we've had, and maybe that will give you some, an insight to a race. It might give you some motivation and some encouragement to get out there and sign up for a race. And we'll have links for all the races that we discuss, uh, today in the show notes. So feel free to click on those. And at the same time, we're not taking away from five K's, 10 K's. Not at all. We're just, we're talking about that progression after that. Yeah, exactly. Because, not many people start with a half. They usually do a 5K or a 10K. And those actually are fun for different reasons. Right. I I hate them now because they hurt. <laughs> they hurt from start to finish. And, it's a sprint. And distance running really starts at the half marathon. Yeah. You're talking about distance. Yeah, where you have to dial everything back mm-hmm. and pace, which, you know, pace goes along with all of running, right? But the 5K hurts so much. Yeah, my lungs are screaming the entire time. Yeah, I, that's where you get into the halves, and even the half, like the second half of the half, starts to get that sting a little bit. But then in the marathon, it's like mile twenty. You, you got to go slow enough for yeah. almost the entire thing, and it's not that you're going slow. It's just everything's dialed back and a little more contained, so that you're you're not getting that screaming. At least not me. I'm not fast enough. Maybe well, the elites I'm, when they're they're running the two tens and and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, and I get teased for this because I think my five k pace is the same as my marathon pace. So I, I've got one speed pretty much. So five k is just are not a good time for me. <laughs> That's funny. Well, hey, let's jump into this discussion, uh, Mitch. Why don't you start us off with your favorite? We'll start at the half marathon. Okay. So it's no secret. It's not my favorite distance at all. I don't know why. I've, I've, I, I went through and looked at some of my results to see, and I think I've, I've run, I think five half marathons. Um, the most memorable 
it's just hard to say for me on that. Um, nothing stands out. Nothing stands out. I ran Ice Cube. We've talked about that before. I've run Ice Cube. It well, was it was icy. It's memorable. It's memorable because it, it was icy, but it wasn't that much fun for me. And, and let's face it, when you go from 10K to a marathon, you're, you're instantly, you're, you're, you've skipped, like we've said, you've skipped a step. So you fell in love with the marathon. You're not going to do a lot of halves. Not a ton. And usually there's a half and a full. Mm-hmm. I usually choose the, I, well, I shouldn't say usually. I just always just run the full. Um, I do, I've run park to park in Holland a few times. That's been fun because I've run it with friends. That's the only distance they have for that. And I like that race. It's a good race. It, yeah. it really is. Um, I don't know if it's that memorable for me, just that distance. I, I think part of it is I just like to beat myself up a little bit more. I like to suffer. I don't know why. Um, to me, if I was going to look at that distance, we have a local race, uh, Riverbank Run. I like the 25K there. That's one of my favorite races. I run that race every year. Yeah, it, and it is uh, it is a nice race. It's well run, and it is the... The, the largest 25k largest, in the country. Yeah. And there, there aren't a lot of 25k's, but there are, there are other 25k's. It's not a real popular distance because you're usually running a, a marathon or a half marathon. Not a, typically. The 25k isn't going to be tied to a marathon race. I've never seen it. I, I, this race is a lot of fun for me. There's yeah. always, it's a huge lineup. There's a lot of people that run that race. We get some really fast people that and, come out for it. You know, they have the two-hour club. It's always good. If you can get under two hours, that's that's like the line. Um, yeah. I haven't been able to do that lately. Um, but it's it's a fun race. It's on the the routes that we run on a regular basis. Which I don't like it for that reason. <laughs> we ran years and years on Indian Mounds on Wednesday nights. And it was fun on Wednesday nights. Because it we became it was a race to us. But, but you, every race that runs that that route, I hate it. I don't like it. Well, Grand Rapids is a big out and back. Yeah, I know, and I, I doubly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> at least with twenty, at least with the Riverbank run, you only run it one way, cross over, and coming back. I like that section coming back. It, yes, running across Butterworth. It seems like once you turn on Mater and you get on Butterworth, it just kind of flows. Yeah. Um. Most people that live in this area run that race. You see a lot of friends out there. I that mean, makes us special as well. Yeah, we're so, all all of our friends are usually even if, even if you're not running it, you're you're coming out to support friends. Yes, and I've run my team triumph the last couple of years for that too. So that that was a lot of fun to do that. That is a great time. So good. Uh, love to be able to just give back a little bit. I mean, with something like that. Uh, I've done it maybe once at the 25 at Riverbank and then maybe once at Bridge Run. And I have enjoyed it thoroughly each time. Yeah, this year I, I ran with a group. I don't, well, I, I know all these guys, but I ran with this group. They're faster than where I'm at right now. And I could hardly keep up trying to push that car. And then they changed the course, and the course is so much hillier this year. I thought it was harder. It was definitely harder for me. Yeah. We had three people on that buggy trying to push it up all the hills. Yeah. It's, uh, it is a great time though. And a way to give back and kind of give to somebody that 
they can't get out there and run like that. So that is a good time. Well, my favorite half, or I wouldn't even say favorite, just a memorable. I would say it's just got to be Grand Rapids because it was my first one. And we've kind of talked about this. Clint got me uh, an entry and trained. I was way under trained for it, trained in, trained for it in basically three and a half weeks. I was barely running anything prior to it. Uh, I really had no clue what I was doing. Uh, I quickly scoured the internet and everything that I read said, uh, I I think I, I searched how long does it take to train for a half marathon? And the minimum was like eight weeks. And I think I even found a, a forum or something that somebody had asked the question, Hey, I have four weeks to train for this. Should I do it? Everybody said, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And sure enough, I, I suffered for it. I, I, I ran it and I did it. Okay. I mean, I, I don't remember the time, but for me, I, I thought, you know, this was good. I felt good. I, I finished strong, but my IT band was a wreck for several weeks after that. And we followed that up the next week and did that. So let's fast forward though. How well do you train for other races since then? I don't think my training philosophy has changed a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I probably wanna, don't train what I should. I just want to point that out. Yeah. I need to get better at that. Uh, but yeah, it, it it does stand out to me as memorable because my wife and I did it together. It was her second, second or third half. So she at least had a clue, but I remember, I just remember the jitters, the race jitters, the first real race, uh, since, oh my goodness, it had been years since I had run a race. Um, but yeah, so that one stands out to me. Again, nothing significant. I remember eating probably like eight hot dogs at the end. No no idea why, why they were so good, but they were. You know what? Grand Rapids does have a really good finish line, in my opinion, too. Because yeah. they have good food as you're walking out. Chocolate milk is one of my favorite things anyway. And they do have ice cream at the finish line now. Mm, nice. That's yes. always good. Yeah. I My hands were full this, this year as I was walking out. But then they have a beer tent, too, and, you know... Who doesn't want a beer after running 26, 13 or 26 miles? Exactly. But, but speaking of 26, let's jump into the marathon. Mitch, favorite or most memorable right now, or just one that pops to mind? My first marathon was Grand Rapids. I have run that one seven or eight times now since. Um, I, I do really like that marathon. I think they do a really good job. Probably not my favorite if I was to pick out everything I've done or the most memorable, the most memorable for me probably is Pike's peak. That's special. Yeah. That was like running my first marathon all over again. If you ever, ever get a chance, it's the hardest it's up the mountain, the first half down the mountain, the second half. I don't know if it's easier running downhill. I fell twice. I got beat up pretty good on that one. That has a couple of, races within a race kind of thing, right? Like they have the ascent. They have that the day before and oh. you can do both if you, oh. if you've run If it you want to. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the day before. So I have run, I mean, went with a couple of friends. That is just, I mean, 
they say if you come from, if you don't come from elevation, it's your marathon time plus 30 minutes just to climb. One way. One half. way. Just so to the get up. half marathon is your marathon time plus 10. Plus 30, I think. 30. If, you, if you come from where we are, where we are at about 500 Holy feet. Holy smokes. So it, it, it turns out to be true. <laughs> so you took roughly four hours to get I to the top. I took over four hours to get to the Holy top. Holy cow. And then turned around and then. Yeah. And you get to the top. It is. And it says it right on the web, the website, like the last two miles is a death march. I mean, it's just a line of people that look like they, they would rather die. It is And awful. it's downhill. That's uphill. No, 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 get, I mean, yeah. oh, wait, the finish? No, okay. just getting to the top. Getting to the top, gotcha. You turn around, you start getting a little bit more errors, you start coming down, you start feeling better, you start running. What's the, I'm sorry, I don't know the elevation. What's the elevation? It's get a 14,000 foot. 14,000. Yeah. yeah. So you're climbing, it starts at about 6,000 and it goes to 14,000. My favorite is still Bayshore. We do that every year yep. with the whole family. And, and the highlight is not the race necessarily. It's the weekend with a family. Um, it's a beautiful course right on Travers Bay up Old Mission Peninsula. You get views of the bay as you're, as you're running. I, I'll run that one every year. That usually, that doesn't change. I mean, there's other ones that I think are more beautiful or prettier, but this one just means more to me for some reason. Well, and I mean, yeah, we're given, you know, just where a marathon can be or whatever. Sure. There's marathons that are in just picturesque like settings. Right. And, and Bayshore, I mean, it, it, it is along Lake Michigan and you do get some nice views of it. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so, beautiful. so it is in its setting, really a beautiful race. And it's a, it's a really nice town. It's a nice area. There's so much to do up there. It's just for a whole weekend. It's, it's everything comes together. I'm looking forward to doing that for my first time. And you're going to pace it. And pacing it. Yeah. Which is a bonus. I love pacing. Just So, yeah. So, my favorite marathon, and this is a tough one, because I would say my first marathon, which was Kalamazoo Marathon in 2011, but also Boston the following year, because... I say Kazoo because it, uh, number one, I ran it the first year they ran the full. So it was my first marathon. It was Kalamazoo's first marathon or, you know, that event Borges or whatever it was then, uh, Kalamazoo marathon. It was a half marathon prior and they added the marathon. So that first year that they had it, I ran it and I ran it every year since I love the course. I think it's a challenging course, especially they have some Hills thrown in at the end, which challenge you when you're in your deepest uh well of trying to get to the finish uh and then and i obviously because i did qualify for boston made it special because it just it's great you know you i did want to run boston i had i had ran with people that had ran it and told me just what an experience it was and so for me it was yeah i want to do that and then i to qualify for it definitely uh, and you've run Kalamazoo every year that they've had the race. Right. Even the virtual. And, and you got me a pacing gig there. I did. Yeah. And short order. Oh my goodness. That's right. Uh, what was that? So we were literally in the pace room and 
we find out, I think Nicole, either her pacing partner, what, did you run it with her that year? No, no, I ran it with somebody, somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah. So we're sitting there and, and, and Bob who runs it, he goes, uh, so-and-so didn't show up or something or couldn't, he was hurt or whatever. And Nicole's like, we should call Mitch, see if he can get down here. And this is like, I don't know. Maybe an hour and a half before the race. And it's a. Close to an hour. Close to an hour. Yeah. I was still sleeping. You were in, you were awake maybe. But in bed. But in bed still. We call you. (laughs) And you, you want to pace? What? (laughs) Kalamazoo. Yeah. Get up. Okay. (laughs) You get up. You were not planning to, I don't, you were probably planning to run. I was trying to, I was laying there just l- lamenting, <laughs> thinking like, I got to get up. I got to get some miles in. Oh, you got some miles in. <laughs> I didn't even have a chance to eat, hardly use the bathroom. I remember that. Like I, I walked down backwards down the, um, the starting chute and Nicole walked out with oh, my bib. Oh, that's right. And she handed me the bib standing there and they handed me the sign at the same time. And five minutes later... You took off. That is hilarious. So yeah, I love that race. Uh, it does hold a special place. I don't know where it stands now, um, but I don't think they're going to have it this year, which is a major bummer. But anyway, here and over there. Uh, yeah, another one would be San Diego. Again, no other reason than it was a follow-up one the same uh, year. But by and large, I would have to say my favorite, <laughs> this is a long way to get to my favorite marathon, would be Boston 2012. And it wasn't a great year for me as far as running the race. My next three years were spot on for um, executing a race plan for those years. You've run Boston since then and run a lot better. So I ran it in 2012 my first time. 13, 14, and 15, I ran it as well. And those were phenomenal. But 12 stands out the most. But 12 stands out the most because... It was my first year, number one, and it's Boston and the experience of Boston from start to finish is just, it's so crazy exciting because there are, it's not an exaggeration when they say there are spectators from, if there's an edge of the road where people can stand, there's, there's spectators. And so the energy is just, just, it's just outstanding. Uh, But it was, I don't know what the temperature was. But it, I think it was 80-something at the start. And they were actually, this is how bad it was and how bad the forecast was. The day before the race, they were offering people who wanted to accept it of, uh, what am I thinking, like a, a pass for the following year. You could not run it in 2012 and come back the next year, which they never do. And so that's what the forecast was for heat. And they really were toying remember, with like, should we put this on still? I remember hearing about that though. I remember, cause it seems like I've always got friends running and I, usually at work following it. It's on a Monday. <laughs> yep. Trying to track all my friends. That are it running. was so bad. And it was my third marathon. I was running with Jim because he had ran. So he took me through all the paces of Boston, which, you know, from getting up, getting to the buses, going out to the athletes village, what you have to do out there to get ready to go to the corrals and all that. 
So I just, I was just kind of following along with him and he was way more experienced than I was. Uh, and he actually had a decent race. This was, I think my slowest. So I say all that because this is one of my most memorable and favorite rate marathons that I've done. And it was a disaster. We talked about this. This is the stuff that you remember. It's funny how we remember the tough stuff. Yeah. It's, it's funny to me. And this was a tough, I, I ran, so Jim and I, I should never have been trying this, wanted to go sub three. Well, Jim and I, for years, even then and after, wanted to go sub three. And I had no business trying to go sub three on a good day, much less an 80 plus degree start day. Uh, if it would have been 45, I couldn't have went sub three really. That makes up a memorable one for me too, because I ran Nashville in the heat and um, kind of cheering people on at the finish, run a couple of races already that year, and I, I passed out. <laughs> so, you know, worse things can happen. Yeah, that's true. I did not pass out. Now, there's there are points along the race where I'm sure I did. I'm positive. But I did finish the race before I passed out. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about that. Well, at least you got across the line. That right. is great. That's when you should. You have you have medical standing by to yeah. take care of you. Yeah, they wanted to take me to the hospital. I'm like, mm, I don't want to go. <laughs> My goodness, that's a that's one we'll have to talk about in more detail later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a disaster. I fell apart at mile. I don't know. I got through the halfway point. I'm sure because I got through Wellesley, which is the college, which is crazy loud. You literally hear that coming from mile like twelve. You can hear the the noise. So that's one that stands out to me uh, as just one when I look back on the races that I've run that were really special. And it was a disaster. Like I said, it's one of my slowest marathons. But and it I, does, walked, I walked probably six of the last 12 miles. Those bad races, those disasters, I think help set you up for better Look at my next my next three years at Boston. I would challenge anybody to have a better paced race than I have had in those three. Yeah, we'll have to po- post your splits is what we're going to have to do. But yeah. the one year I was tracking them, I think the 5K splits were within two to three seconds of each I, other. And I think, there, I think if you look, all of them are close to that. Yeah. They're really close. I learned my lesson. Well, it's like a robot's running them. I, and that's one thing when I, when I do look at that, I learned, but I also never wanted to experience that again because <laughs> it was so miserable. Uh, that's one of those cases of going out way too hard in the beginning. And I, like I said, I had no business going what I did and I, with the heat, it was just. It, it's funny how much we talk about training, but we, we forget to talk about race execution. There's no magic that happens on race day. If you didn't train for a pace, you're not going to just all of a sudden. Oh, you know what? I feel good. <laughs> I was pay- I was that's training the- for a seven and I'm going to run a 630. Yeah. Nope, not going to happen. That, that's that's set up for failure right there. Yeah. That's set up for a lesson. <laughs> I learned a lesson. Well, hey, everybody. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of the I Don't Know Running podcast, where we shared some of our favorite races at different distances up to the marathon. Next week, we'll jump into uh, more favorite races up to the 100-mile distance and what those races are. We have uh, some crazy uh, schedules here, and I, I know I've mentioned this in the past, but just asking for 
yeah, just as much uh, understanding and patience as we figure out how, when we're going to record and what we're going to record and when, trying to line different people up to get some uh, some interview style uh, discussions with people that just have some wonderful stories. And we have some different race recaps coming uh, last weekend. Yeah, last weekend I was able to do a Martian Marathon followed by the Calhaven Run. So it was a marathon on Saturday and a 50K plus. It's a 33 point something, four miles or something like that on Sunday. And uh, yeah, I wish Mitch could have called me at the beginning of the 50K and around mile 20 of the 50K because you would have had two very different attitudes from me. <laughs> I was ready to be done. I think Brian and I both, Brian ran both of those with me, or I should say I ran both of those with him. We ran them together. Let's say that. And uh, both of us were in the same mindset at the end of the 50K, well, 50K plus at Calhaven. We were ready to be done. It was a long weekend, a great training weekend. So uh, yeah, I felt really good at, at, at the end of that, all things considered. Looking forward to just some more solid training weeks leading up to the Mohican 100. Uh, so that's what that's what all that's for, really. But yeah, really encouraged by uh, just some of the some of the feedback we're getting. Uh, I understand we may be talking some people into running another ultra. That's 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 awesome. Love it. And uh, I, I, and if that happens, I would love to be a part of that, uh, Sean. So yeah, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the I Don't Know Running podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time where we share more about what we just don't know. Until then, happy running.